Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. From Nola Pizza in the Nola Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you lived in New Orleans between 1953 and 2021, you might remember Baker-made fruitcake. It was made here, and in its earlier years, it was hugely popular, but tastes changed and somewhere along the line, fruitcake became relegated mostly to the holidays. In 2009, when Greg Sorensen took over his family business as a fourth generation co-owner, he reasoned that if they're going to make cakes for special occasions, why make a cake people eat once a year? Every day is someone's birthday, why not make a birthday cake? That simple decision, along with a few others that pivoted the bakery toward other everyday items, has transformed Baker Maid. Today, they're a wholesale business that supplies layer cakes, cupcakes, and pedophores to grocery stores across most of the eastern uh, half of the United States. The company has a staff of 70 here in New Orleans churning out cakes. On a typical workday, 20 to 30 of those folks are cake decorators. Greg Sorensen, welcome out to lunch. Thanks for having me, I'm happy to be here. Here's another great New Orleans story. Luca Chatura grew up on the North Shore. His dad was a Croatian immigrant who went into oyster farming and following his father's shrimp boot footsteps, Luca got his commercial captain's boat license right out of high school. That meant that he was licensed to carry passengers. Luca started doing swamp tours for a company called Cajun Encounters. Now, Cajun Encounters is owned by Jeff Rogers, and in 2016, Jeff and his wife, Mariana, decided to open a distillery and call it 7-3 Distilling, after the 73 neighborhoods of New Orleans. One of Jeff's boat captains, Luca, had spent his childhood summers in Croatia, where he'd learned to brew his Croatian family's traditional Balkans fruit, brandy, and wine. With a few courses at the American Distilling Institute to get up to professional speed, Luca hung up his boat captain's hat and became the head distiller at 7-3 Distilling. Today, under Luca's leadership, 7-3 Distilling makes award-winning gin, vodka, rum, and a bourbon that's so popular, they literally can't keep up with the demand. Luca, welcome out to lunch. Thanks for having me. Now, Greg, Pardon the pun, but a big slice of your business is baking cakes, which you ship frozen to grocery stores around the country. When somebody has a special occasion and needs a cake, the local store unfreezes it, and a cake decorator in the bakery section writes, Happy Birthday Grandma on it. Meanwhile, back at the Baker Maid Bakery, you also have 20 to 30 full-time cake decorators at work every day. What are they doing? So we do kind of a wide range of cakes. We do them totally unfinished where it's just the layer cake part and the stores can create whatever they want with that. Uh, but right now, you know, you see a lot of in-store bakeries not having uh, consistent labor situations to keep up with the needs and the demand for layer cakes, for decorated cakes uh, specifically. Um, and it takes a lot of work to make those come out right, make them consistent 
something where somebody can walk into a grocery and say, oh, hey, I feel good about buying this for whoever I'm buying it for. So a few years ago, we started working with um, the cake decorator that uh, the former buyer for Rouse's introduced me to. Uh, we became friends. Her name's Saray Shield. And we started putting together these decorated cake looks for grocery stores because before that, we were only doing layer cakes, just the cake part. And especially post-COVID, we've seen that demand surge because the labor situation has become so complicated. For us, um, you know, our anywhere from 20 to 30 cake decorators, um, they're making fully finished cakes, roses on a nail that go on the cake, uh, full shell borders, um, all the different colors, um, so that when they get to the store, somebody at a grocery store can pull that out of the freezer, thaw it and put it out, and whoever buys it can feel good about what they're getting for, say it's their son or daughter or grandmother. Um, so they're actually creating fully finished cakes. That is terrific. I know they're great by the time somebody eats them. Uh, Luca, I mentioned that 7-3 Distilling's Bywater Bourbon is so popular, you can't keep up with demand. The simple solution would be make more bourbon. But part of creating bourbon with a specific taste is the maturation process of the bourbon in wooden barrels. You can't speed that up. And in a craft distillery in Treme, just blocks from the French Quarter, there's only so much room for expansion. So there's a limited uh, amount of product that you can turn out. As the head distiller, you're in the middle of this dilemma. You need to find a way to make more product, but you also need to go slow to replicate the taste so that it's identical from bottle to bottle. The first part of this is a business problem. The second part is more of an artisanal problem. How do you balance these two demands? One word, creativity. <laughs> On, on, on many different fronts. In this industry, there's so many cool stories and so many different levels of, of productivity and creativity that, you know, Bywater in itself is is got a great story behind it. I mean, it, you know, that's how we've received our bourbon all the way down back to the 1700s was Bywater. You know, they would make it in Kentucky, put it on barrels and send it down the Mississippi River. So we're always forced to be creative in, in different areas from the production, especially, you know, with the humidity, with the, the, the heat, 122, 120 degrees in the warehouse at any given day during the summertime. Creativity in our warehouse, stacking barrels in a tight area, also being able to have airflow to keep the, the, the ethanol moving, the ethyl pockets from forming in between the barrels is it always involves it always involves creativity and and uh, it's 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 cutting edge down here in southern Louisiana. You know, you always you always got to stay stay ahead of the game. Now, on your worst day, Luke, <laughs> do you ever think you made the wrong decision and you'd rather be out on the water as a boat captain? You know, they have a saying that uh, a a bad day of fishing is better than a great day of working. You know. I don't know if I totally agree with that. You know, distilling is super fun, especially when I get to step out and, uh, and, and do interviews out here and work in the community and do events and things like that, you know, and, and share our spirits like we have on the table right here. Greg, presumably cake decorators don't stay forever. People retire, get sick, or, or just move on. I imagine it wouldn't be easy to find experienced cake decorators. 
but I believe the ideal cake decorator hire at BakerMade is someone who doesn't know anything about decorating cakes. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we, we focus on folks who can come in and really care about what they're making. And that's really kind of where we start with folks. And <clears throat> we have some really great, uh, you know, leadership people at the bakery. Uh, you know, our, our lead decorator, Ziamara, you know, she, she onboards all of our new hires and none of them are cake decorators. So she'll work with them to show them this is our designs. This is how we do things here. And it, it helps us so that you're kind of starting, you know, with a fresh page and they learn our system because it's a little bit different, you know, because it is more of a um, production line type situation where, you know, you have to work fast, you have to work accurate, but at the same time, every cake is for an event. So it has to look worthy of that. And the things that make that work are the people in our, in our place. And, um, that, that team especially is really great, but everybody there is part of the onboarding process and, and um, teaching them, you know, kind of the values of, of what we do there so that, you know, each cake is perfect. And Luca, a tremendous demand, great product, great brand, but there are problems to every, every business. And I was wondering, are you afraid that cannabis is legalized nationwide and it affects alcohol sales? You know what? We're already tapping in into that right now, not necessarily as a company, but it's it's a topic of discussion in many different areas. We're not personally doing anything, you know, company wide with any of that. But uh, you know, it's always a topic of discussion. You know, I mean, they've they've got people, you know, putting it in in spirits. Really? You know? Yep. In the in the in the, in the industry, and uh, once again, we're not we're not experimenting with any of that we have a really cool portfolio of spirits and between bourbon rum vodka gin and we stay simple you know there's some people get into infusing vodkas of course we have an uh, a saint rock cucumber infused vodka with with fresh cucumbers from louisiana but uh you know, even that's a branch for us, you know. We try to stay on, on what our ideas are, you know, with our spirits and, and not get lost in the weeds. But uh, as far as your, your question about cannabis, it's, 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 it's a topic of discussion on many different levels. You know what? People ask me all the time, 73 neighborhoods make up the city of New Orleans and each, each label is a neighborhood. But uh, will we ever get to 73? Eh, probably not. What a goal, though. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> So, Greg, you have changed this company dramatically. I mean, your great-grandfather was a sugar chemist, and you've went through fruitcakes and all these things, and now you're down to three products that work. It's some cupcakes, uh, layer cakes, and fully decorated uh, pedophores. Is that, is that right, and is, do you feel comfortable right in that situation? I think, you know, for us, we, we had to spend a lot of time really honing our focus. Um, and there was a lot of debate about how our future needed to shape up, especially post-COVID. Um, you know, one of the things that really was the nail in the coffin for fruitcake was the supply chain issues. You know, every year the, the fruit got worse, the nuts were harder to get. There were just so many components that we could not get where the product was not representative of the quality that we can make. And so, you know, anytime we eliminate a product, it's, a, it's hotly debated. We don't all agree. Um, but at the same time, we had to position ourselves for growth. 
And I think that, you know, when you look at the pedophores and how impactful they are, you know, just in New Orleans, I mean, you know, we do a lot of that for, for Rouse's. They've been an incredible partner for us. And adding flavor profiles, they've been really accommodating of that and helping us do that. Um, you know, going from just undecorated cakes to decorated cakes, we've had some great partnerships that have helped us grow those lines. So I think it's, you know, instead of, you know, maintaining this really broad product line, it's continuing to create variations on each theme. So, you know, doing seasonal decorated cakes as opposed to just birthday cakes, um, adding seasonal flavors for pedophores and things like that have really kind of helped us expand without having to reinvent the wheel and, you know, reinvest in ways that aren't necessarily proven. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Greg Sorensen, co-owner of Baker Made Products. They ship New Orleans-made cakes around town and across the country. And Luca Chatura, head distiller at 7-3 Distillery, where they make vodka, rum, gin, and bourbon. We'll continue our conversation when we come right back after this short break. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Adeta Corporate Staffing, Basics Swim and Gym, and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Camellia Productions Marketing Consulting, Corette Leadership Lab, Communication and Conflict Resolution, Feigley Communications, Full Service Marketing, Gamble PR, HR NOLA, Infinite Health Integrative Medicine Center, Lolo's Youth Yoga and Art Studio, Michelle Weighing and Measurement, Calibration Services and Measurement Equipment Since 1947, New Orleans Ice Cream, Available in Select Grocery Stores, New Orleans Investment Conference, November 1st through 4th, Noki, New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute, Rev Realtors, The Idea Village, The Scout Guide Baton Rouge, and The Scout Guide New Orleans. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Greg Sorensen, co-owner of Baker Made Products. They ship their New Orleans-made cakes around town and across the country. And Luca Chatura, head distiller at 7-3 Distilling, where they make vodka, rum, gin, and bourbon. Luca, you seem to like the sales and promotion and all of that. Uh, what do you get out of that? I mean, besides more sales. Entertainment. Entertainment is so much more than just standing over still being uh, a distiller. You know, we have guests coming through our facility seven days a week, you know, tourists from all over the world. And uh, they're all interested in, in the making of spirits you know bourbon is booming right now but there's also you know just like greg was talking about you know staying focused on on what your goals are you know i use the word staying simple but but creative at the same time you know find out what works for you and with all of these people coming through the facility it's important to to share knowledge but at the same time, the ultimate goal is giving people a great time and, and giving them information to take home with them so that they return to New Orleans. You know, we're truly, New Orleans is a gem for people all over the world that uh, unfortunately, I think us locals, a lot of us take this city for granted in, in different ways, but it's a, it's a great place to come, thoroughly enjoy yourself, uh, not only for Mardi Gras, Gras and big games, but um, just, on the cultural standpoint, festivals, you know, fall and spring, we have festivals every single weekend that people are sharing music, food, uh, desserts, spirits, you know, and, and most of all, love, conversation, you know, getting to know people. And that's what we do over spirits, you know, selling a spirit, selling bourbon, selling vodka, gin is if you have a good product, it's a byproduct of creating a relationship 
through love. And Luca, alcohol has a lot of specific laws around it. Um, you sell only in the state of Louisiana? We do. We only sell in Louisiana right now. We're very close. If not, we, I think we just got accepted into Mississippi. But yes, uh, there's lots of rules. There's a three-tier system in Louisiana to where, you know, if, if you're a distillery, you can't distribute, nor can you retail, except for in your distillery. So, and if you're a distributor, you can't manufacture or, or retail. So it's, um, and those laws have been around for, for many years. But there was a law just passed to where, uh, you know, local smaller distilleries can uh, dabble with sales at farmer's markets and small festivals and places like that, which is, which is great for small facilities, you know. I was going to say, how could a tour end without a bottle of something, right? Uh, I'll tell you, when I finish, <laughs> you know, your original question was uh, the sales aspect of it. There's nothing better than going to a venue where you have 100 people and going them through, taking them through an intricate tasting of all of our spirits and then them come up to you and say, I want one of everything, you know, and you can't sell it to them. So it's just... One of, one of the things we have to deal with. And Greg, I would think one of the advantages to your model, uh, different than your previous, uh, previous family members, would be when I look at your products now, it doesn't seem as seasonal. Does, is that part of the thinking? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you know, when I was growing up in the business, you know, my, my, my dad created all these programs for department stores and he would ship them, you know, maybe in the third quarter and then they'd all sell in the fourth quarter, but what do you do in the first quarter? And, you know, it made it really difficult to, to grow that in a way where you could still honor the quality of what he was making. And, um, you know, once the department stores kind of started to struggle, we saw that, you know, regardless of the challenges to move up there, we were gonna have to pivot entirely no matter what. And so we figured at the time, if we're gonna do that, well, if we can get away from seasonality, we can build a team. Because when you're that seasonal, it's really hard to build a team. You bring everybody in, you make a bunch of stuff, you lay everybody off because there's nothing to do. And so now our whole thing that we preach is team, team, team. And getting less seasonal has allowed us to do that. So yeah, I mean, we're, we still have our ups and downs. I mean, Mother's Day is insane, graduation is insane, Christmas is still crazy, but it's not like Christmas and boom, we're done. Because birthdays are all during yeah, the year. Mean, yeah. That's going to be tough to clump them together. That's really, really important. I just thought of something, though. Between rum and uh, cakes, uh, not rum cake, but you're both big users of sugar. And I guess that makes sense because Louisiana was kind of the home, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, we talked about creativity, Luke, and that really is, is the answer to so many of these questions. Um, for both of you, uh, how much input do employees have? Uh, are they just kind of making things on our assembly line or do they come up with their own thoughts? You know, we talk about team, Greg just brought up team and, and that's really the success of a company in my opinion is a, is a team, a team of, of, of like-minded people with the same core values and the same beliefs and, uh, and it's important when you set your team that you always encourage people to provide input you know, especially in the world that I'm in with spirits. You know, I might be tasting through 80, 100 barrels in one day. 
uh, might be making adjustments on, uh, you know, yeast, uh, fermentation times, uh, blending especially. You know, everybody wants to meet the distiller, but then you have a, a master blender also. And when you get in the, the conversation of blending, you know, you can cover up your faults and enhance what you do very well. You know, so it's, there's a lot that goes into it, but um, yeah, the team aspect is the success of, of a company. In the respect, Greg, that people want a healthier eating and all that, is that an issue or is, should they think of this as a treat or what should they? You know, I, I think for us, it's, we focus on what we do well. And, you know, we make a good cake and it's delicious and the icing is smooth, the cake is good. If you need health food, we're not your guys. You know, I mean, have this on a special occasion, you know, treat yourself to it. It's an indulgence. And I mean, it's the same way, you know, like what Luca's doing. I mean, if you if you um, drink an entire bottle of bourbon, well, you're probably going to be drunk, you know. And if you eat an entire cake, it's probably not going to feel so great afterwards. But, you know, in moderation, it's great. And we focus on what we're good at, which is making something really tasty. I guess I could ask you both this, but Luca, um, do you do consumer focus groups or how do you check out particularly a new a new idea perfect example let's talk about the bywater four grain bywater is our weeded bourbon that we make start to finish here in new orleans and when covid hit we went through a break of little to no production so now you know we're getting into that time to where the demand People enjoy Bywater bourbon, but we don't have enough to go around. So it's the it's the word called allocation in the bourbon world, and you only have so much to go around. So we were creative in the aspect of taking what we had and keeping that on the market, the weeded Bywater, but then introducing a four grain. A four grain is a mixture of our weeded, which is corn and wheat, and then blending in a rye and a malted barley so that's four grains right there so that not only created a new line for us in the bywater world of bourbon but yet it gave us more to go around so that's what we have going on right now uh, as far as bourbon and when you go and you go to these these events there's nothing worse than having people love your product, but yet not enough to go around. And this sort of fixed that problem for the time being. You know, bourbon, I don't care what you think you can do. You can't speed up the process. You know, it comes over time. It's like a good cigar, you know, from a mature plant. You know, you're all talking about things that, that come over time with age. Even up to the barrels that we age the bourbon in are aged. So, and that's a topic of discussion too, you know, with the, the American white oak tree. It's gotta be an American white oak barrel. To, to make the barrel? To make one bourbon. Y'all, bourbon is America's whiskey. That's what's so special about bourbon. It's not just a whiskey. You ever heard of the saying, every whiskey, uh, every bourbon can be a whiskey, but every whiskey can't be a bourbon? Well, that's why. Bourbon has to be made in America, not just Kentucky has to be made in America, it has to be a minimum 51% corn, it has to be aged in an American white oak brand new charred barrel. And a lot of people say for four years, but not necessarily, maybe six minutes. It just has to pass through a barrel. But 
in New Orleans, we find that our sweet spot is between four and a half and five years. And Luca, thank you. I got all of my hand sanitizer from you during during COVID. Uh, uh, speaking creativity. of creativity, <laughs> yes, right. Speaking of uh, tough times, Greg, I would think when things do get tough, like that recession, depression we had in '08, um, this would be something people would cut out as a non um, non necessary item. Did you see that in 2008? Yeah. Well, that was that was right before I kind of I was in college at the time, um, and. You know, I mean, we had just moved. So my, my dad coordinated us moving back to New Orleans. Uh, we had moved the bakery to Mississippi for a number of years. And we had moved back in 2006. And it was still, everything we did was for department stores. You know, we did cookies for uh, department stores. We did fruit cakes, rum cakes, and cloth-covered boxes. I mean, the programs were super beautiful. But naturally, those items were very expensive. And it, it created some dips. But, you know, those were his battles. I wasn't in the middle of that at the time. And, you know, he, he had some clever, creative solutions, uh, you know, to kind of get past that. And then shortly thereafter, uh, you know, my best friend from Tulane, Colin, and I came into the business. And um, we didn't know what we were doing at all. So we just kind of, you know, stumbled around for a couple of years until we figured out, okay, this is kind of the direction we need to go. And um, off we went and, you know, here we are. So, <laughs> for the record, uh, cupcakes would be the last thing I would give up. There was uh, so yeah, yeah, I would yeah. pay up for that. You know, Greg and Luca, politicians, economists, and pundits are fond of telling us the key to growing the national economy is manufacturing. They're typically thinking of things like aircraft, automobiles, steel, electronics, and, and clothing. But because this is New Orleans and we do things differently, we're manufacturing birthday cakes and bourbon. Y'all's company names might not make it into the national politician speeches or onto economist charts, but your contributions to the local economy are not insignificant. Congratulations on the impressive growth of both of your companies. I look forward to keeping up with you and following your continued success. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thanks. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Greg Sorensen, co-owner of Baker Made Products, and Luca Chitura, head distiller at 7-3 Distilling. We edited the show to fit into the time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Greg's cakes and Luca's drinks by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of IANO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. Today's show was engineered by Blake Longlinay. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York-style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com.
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Passion Lily, Fair Trade Fashion, 831 Charter Street, or PassionLily.com. And by Mind Coach, professional coaching for the professional brain. More information at mind-coach.com. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.